and I'll tell you a story about Johnny McGorry. We have our own resident man from another world, Johnny McGorry. He was short but stocky. He wore a green suit and black buckled shoes. He had a style of his own. He had a green jacket and trousers. He always seemed to dress the same and he always smelled nice. So we wondered what kind of deodorant he was using or whatever he got onto or where he washed himself or whatever. And we had called him Johnny McGorry when he arrived, but we had the feeling that he had been there for some time already and nobody really knew that he was around. He may have had another name. He probably had a Gaelic name from Chernanog or something like that, but Johnny McGorry was the one that we were happy with, and he seemed happy enough being called that. So he got stuck with the name. And he was happy enough with it. I think this land was easy for us to remember. Now, the farm in Rohon is on two levels. The top was level with the main Kalala Road, and the lower part was called the Bottoms and was prone to flooding but the small river between us and the other farms. In between was the Steppy Hill, and the Steppy Hill got its name from cattle and sheep that walked along and made a path through the hill as they walked from back and forth all over time. And that's where the steps came from. So we call it the Steppy Hill because that's the kind of thing we did. We, We looked at something and we thought, what is this? And it's got steps in it. And we said, right, there you go. That's the steppy hill. In the far corner, uh, every field and every place uh, on our farm had a name. So there was the sand pit field, there was the eleven cock field, there was the small fielding, there was the small hilling, there was the windbush, the steppy hill, the bottoms, the pond field, the point, all parts of the farm that if anybody said, well, where are you going? And you mentioned any one of them, then everybody would know where you were and what you were doing. Halfway down the steppy hill, there was a natural spring and you could get good drinking water out of it any time of the year, whether in summer or winter, any time. And just beside the spring was a nest of snipe. Oh, we call it was the home of the family of snipe, but they always had a nest there. And a snipe is a wading bird found in wetlands and mashes. It is a long straight bill, and it makes a drumming sound when it flies. It makes a nest in the damp soil where it lives, and it's got two to four speckled eggs every year. They're light brown, and they're speckled with either dark brown or purple. We used to see the Snipe family there every summer, but we never went near their nest, because the story was that if you went near their nest and if you touched the eggs, then the Snipes would never come back to the nest again, and they would have no family that year, and the, the birds would die. There was nothing. There was a local man that had a shotgun and he said that the snipe was the hardest bird to shoot. And it's a sort of a story from people that are snipers in the British Army. It was 
the man that was good enough to shoot snipe was good enough to get a job as a sniper. We kind of thought that our snipe lived and prospered and uh, was there every day and every year because Johnny McGorry had a love for this bird family and he took care of them. I kind of still believe it even today. The scrub where Johnny lived was a kind of a haunted and a sacred place. Sometimes when it was completely dark in winter and you could see there was this bit of a glow of a light used to come from inside of it. It just looked like a light and then as you got closer to it, it used to disappear. We didn't know what it was and I still don't know what it was even till today. The story or that we like to believe that Johnny McGorry was making his slow gin, which you could make from the berries that grew there, slow berries. And we were told that Johnny had a taste for this stuff, that he was partial to it, that he liked a, a little jug of slow gin at the end of the day when he sat down and took his shoes off and said, I'm finished now, I'm not doing anything else for the rest of the day. Johnny wasn't visible to everyone. And I think that he had lived there for quite a long time before he became visible to us. But he sort of became visible uh, maybe by accident or something, I don't know, because you had to hit a stone in a certain way for, to make him visible. And I think somebody on the farm probably done that one day and he became visible by accident. And then once he became visible by accident, we were like all other children. We wouldn't let him go because we said, come on now, caught him by the lugs and held on to him. Those two rocks that you had to hit together in a certain way to make him visible. That's how he became visible to us. I think the rocks are still there even till today. So if and when you guys ever get back to the farm again, if I'm with you, I'll take you there and somebody will take you there. And you can have a look for the two rocks and see if we can make our Johnny visible to you guys. Be a great thing. Leprechaun from Ireland is visible to a couple of Hulkbay children. Well, that was the story of Bob.